we live in a society and a world in which we are taught to look outside of ourselves for answers, for authority, for validation, for friendship, for community, for the ideals that we are taught to strive for and the timeline for accomplishing what is deemed acceptable. Nowhere is our heart more certain than when we have found another who loves and adores us. The gaze is always external. Even when we are asked to know ourselves, we still compare what we see with what we perceive to be the inspired ideal. Self-actualization can be misrepresented. We may have an idea and an image of what it means to experience a state of being in which we have arrived. We are here. We are complete. In this episode of Ask Dorothy, I answer the question, what are the characteristics and traits of those who self-actualize, who live in liberation and the freedom to be all that they can and more? Hello, this is Dorothy. In addition to the weekly format of this podcast in which I offer practical and spiritual wisdom that I lovingly share with you each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am so excited to offer a second format of amazing content. It's called Ask Dorothy. These episodes reveal the inner workings of what really happens inside a session of therapy and life coaching with me. Here I dive into the richness of content that each client brings to our sessions and how we best navigate what insights, teachings, solutions, and of course, healing and wholeness abounds. I know that listening will offer you much wisdom and guidance in the ways that bring to life what you need and also how to implement the best practices and teachings that I share to honor all of what you seek and all of what you are becoming. In each of the Ask Dorothy episodes, you will also hear my candid observations and commentary and the process for how we arrive in a place of harmony, relief, clarity, understanding, and the true change that happens in each and every session because of a client's willingness to grow, to evolve, to move beyond their comfort zone and into the revelation of what they already know, what they learn to be capable of, and what they desire most for their life. My job is always to support a client's progress and to provide the right tools and best therapeutic practices to ensure that each client will reach their goals, including to be all that they wish to become. I hope you'll enjoy the Ask Dorothy series as an opportunity to have the knowledge and insight of what we can do together. If you have a question that needs my love and helpful guidance, please write to me. All right, so let's jump into this episode and ask Dorothy.
self-actualization is also referred to as self-realization or self-cultivation, and it can be described as the complete realization of one's potential as manifest in peak experiences which involve the full development of one's abilities and appreciation for life. The concept is at the top of the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Abraham Maslow was the founder of humanistic psychology. As an American psychologist and philosopher, he was best known for the self-actualization theory of psychology, which argued that the primary goal of psychotherapy should be the integration of the self. According to Maslow, the internal drive to self-actualize would seldom emerge until more basic needs are met. Therefore, not every human reaches self-actualization. If you are here and listening, this is for you. Self-actualized people have an acceptance of who they are, and they are aware of what I call the ego mind, the human construct that at times pulls us into the limited ways in which we think and act and which create our suffering. When you are self-actualized, you experience a need, a drive to be creative in so many areas of your life. This is, in fact, how you thrive. While self-actualized individuals hail from a variety of backgrounds and a diversity of occupations, they share notable characteristics in common, such as the ability to cultivate deep and loving relationships with others. Abraham Maslow based his theory on case studies of historical figures, whom he saw as examples of self-actualized individuals, in order to assess the common qualities that led each to become self-actualized. Based on Maslow's description of self-actualization, one can find several striking similarities that self-actualized individuals share in common. First, Self-actualized people are accepting of others as well as their own flaws, often with humor and tolerance. Not only do self-actualized people fully accept others as they are, they are also true to themselves, rather than pretending in order to impress others. Second, self-actualized people tend to be independent and resourceful they are less likely to rely upon external authorities to direct their lives. Third, self-actualized people can cultivate deep and loving relationships with others. Fourth, self-actualized people have a tendency to exude gratitude and maintain a deep appreciation even for the commonplace blessings in life. Fifth, Self-actualized people can often discern between the superficial and the real when judging situations. Sixth, self-actualized people seldom depend upon their environment or culture to form their opinions. And finally, self-actualized people have a tendency to view life as a mission which calls them to a purpose beyond themselves. 
Maslow did not believe that only an elite few could attain the state of self-actualization. Rather, he pointed out that often people living in strikingly similar situations experience enormously different outcomes in life. He reasoned that such a reality underscores the importance of attitude as a factor that influences one's destiny. In reality, self-realization is the ability to study and know oneself. Just like you are not precisely the same person you were three years ago, six months ago, or even last week, the nature of self-realization is to invite into ourselves the stream of light, the ever-pure and perfect consciousness that we are. And at this highest level of self-realization, to remember that to live of our beauty and love is all that we need. Growth and evolution is what moves us through life. It is how we remember our oneness with all living beings and the God source. To realize and know the self is possible in the space of inner contemplation. This can include journal writing using prompts, meditation, and its many forms, including mindfully closing one's eyes and simply holding the space to be with yourself, to notice and awaken what is within you. You can also develop a practice of asking your inner being the questions that you need answers for. The practice of self-study is truly about accessing the divine through conscious breath and living in the reality of your experience, present and attentive to this moment. There is a Sanskrit word for self-study. It is svadhyaya, which means literally to recollect, to remember, to contemplate to meditate on the self. It is the effort to know the self that radiates the innermost core of your being. In a recent episode of the Wisdom Podcast, we dove into Svadhyaya as the fourth of five niyamas of the Yoga Sutras and why self-study is necessary for self-fulfillment, epic growth, and personal freedom. After listening here, I invite you to join me there as I walk with you through the spiritual and practical wisdom of this beautiful ancient teaching. Svadhyaya and each of the five niyamas in the series featured here is our reminder of the sacred relationship that we may build with ourselves as a source of fulfillment wisdom, and spiritual enlightenment. Svadhyaya as the practice for witnessing the self with honesty and eyes wide open enables us to recognize our potential for greatness and our desire to live awake. Awake to what we witness. Awake to life all around us awake to our true needs and the answers we seek.
awake to the journey, the realization that we are able to be anything we desire. We are the transmutable form of our heart drawn into the deliberate spaces of each moment and the language of pure witnessing that we may live from. There, in the midst of life as we know it, lies deep within our true self, what we are beyond the labels that we are given and the requirements that we believe sustain us. In closer look, we see that we have always been exactly what we have needed to be. Looking closer, life reveals the pure and balanced means by which we can be home again. We can find our way back to our greatness and to the true possibility of what we seek. In the perfect way that you now live your greatness, your life, each moment lived with ease and triumph, we await what is, and we shine brightly of all of what we seek. Self-study includes the ongoing discipline, or tapas, which is the third niyama, and awakens us to know what we are to live as, and all of what is here and a part of us. Here in this episode of Ask Dorothy, we lean into what it means to know yourself, what it means to go deeper, to find the path inward, because the journey begins inside of you to be liberated from your conditioning. Can you get there from here? And what are the tools of self-study? Can you live a path of insight and freedom as you navigate the certain everyday habits that you seek to hold and to live with even greater awareness of what your life is to be? It begins with a longing for the truth for the answers you seek, for the wisdom that is within you that you have not been able to access until now. This is one of my life quests as a therapist, a teacher, a guide, to give you the tools to help support your practice so that you can be the best study of yourself, that you may always find your answers from within and feel confident in listening to the wisdom of your inner light, to the heart-opening practice that leads you into the most marvelous and beautiful moments of now. Now is the birthplace of eternity. Conditioning is the limiting beliefs and the reliance you hold in external validation. Your source, the greatest form of your true power, is largely the uncharted territory within. When we focus outside of ourselves, it creates an imbalance that leaves us in void of what we seek. This is because you can never have someone else's life. You can feel inspired for what you will create in your life by looking out into the world, yet what your heart yearns for is always found within. Can you rely on discovering your inner nature, 
How will you do this? Self-study is the complete and utter transformation into self-awareness and self-love. You feel the inner awareness of your heart and the love that exists here for you as the perfect expression of your heart in unison with you. Self-study is the inner dwelling grace that at once sheds light on all things that you are, and all that awakens your silence to reveal even the greater mysteries that await you. Self-study is not something that you do for a time. Instead, it becomes an ever-present, never-ending understanding of what lies within. You become full with your courage and grace. You hold the space for your heart to dream, your mind to open, your love to pour out instinctively, intuitively. As you invite in more love, you cherish the grace of your heart to find and follow more to reveal more, to nourish the place from which all love originates. It is not outside of you. You are the beauty and the light that finds pure space within the grace of all things, the love of the universe, Your meditation and self-study and your inward reflective practices that reveal the purity of what you are. I think of prayer, yoga, being mindful, being in nature, being aware right where you are, and holding gratitude as some examples of inward reflective practices. You are the inner light, the pure and blissful grace of love cherished, of love adorned, of love in the highest grace, in the most sacred ground, in the light of day, and in all things to come. In the mystery of all things yet unknown, your path into love is the discovery of who you are. Find it. Begin where you are. The greatest journey of your life is to seek to know the self. For thine own self be true. The confidence that you grow is the reminder of your greatness ever unfolding. If you would like to discover more about the sacred nature of self-study as one of the greatest gifts you will ever give yourself, join me this Saturday, June 25th, 2022 at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a live session where I share three sacred practices for cultivating svadhyaya or self-study as a tool for enlightenment. And if you happen to miss this really sweet and informative talk, I will leave a link in the description to my wisdom blog post so that you will know the three sacred practices of self-study. 
Drop me a note here if you enjoyed this episode and share with me one of your own sacred ways in which to learn and know the self. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Sending you great love. This is Dorothy. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of the Wisdom Podcast. To hear more, please check out the other episodes right here. And I'd love for you to subscribe and share your feedback on this or any episode with me. And then join me at DorothyRatusny.com, where you'll find the wisdom blog, the inspiration for this podcast, the latest online courses that I teach, my YouTube videos, and the Wisdom Archives, which are an extensive library of guided meditations, mindfulness musings, spiritual teachings, and best therapeutic practices for your whole being and to nourish and heal your life, plus many other special offerings of love. Please also visit me on social media and say hello. Allow yourself to go within, to access your inner wisdom, and to live this. Awaken your authentic power, live your truth, and be love. Thank you. This is Dorothy.